Welcome back to the Comeback Podcast. This latest episode is a recurring guest. It is Nashe from Shady Lanes, previously on Comeback episode 100. We're going to talk about solo projects, Shady Lanes plan for when the borders reopen and a bit more. Nashe, welcome. How are you? Yeah, good, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. It's been, I think, six months since we caught up for episode 100. Yeah, fuck. Time flies, eh? It does, man. Yeah. And so since then, I guess this is going to be pretty tricky. We'll start with just so we don't get too overwhelmed. Once lockdown finished, what were the first few things that you started to do? Oh, bro. Uh, Just went to the beach, uh, went back to the gym. Um, That's pretty much it, bro. Like, you know, my life hasn't changed much like, you know, lockdown, post lockdown sort of thing. Um, I'm just inside all the time being a fucking hermit making music. So uh, yeah, I think I think the only thing that's really changed for me is just being able to go to the gym, uh, which is just crucial uh, to my well-being. You know, um, just having that time to like meditate and do something a bit physical. You know, because I'm sitting in a chair fucking all day just producing music. So yeah, massively. And let's go on to the music then. Your solo artistry. Can you tell me then more? You worked with a Saigon rapper, I believe. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, dude. So I think that's one of the best things about the pandemic is. Um, it's kind of like normalized just being able to like make friends online. So I I met Genji uh, just on Facebook because I found him on YouTube. I hit him up and we kind of just, you know, started chatting and we chat quite regularly and we've never met. We still haven't met, but uh, he's just one of like maybe a few different artists that have kind of just developed like online friendships with uh, that have kind of just blossomed into like just great conversations of like texting each other, you know, quite regularly. Uh, so, you know, we spoke about like doing a song together for a while and, uh, got to the point where, yeah, I had this beat, I sent it to him, he wrote something to it. And then I sort of just catered the music around like his voice a little bit more. And yeah, we made a song called Ganaila Vibe. Um, yeah. And that came out when fucking like two weeks ago or something. Yeah, no, I did actually listen to it this morning, just, you know, in preparation, and I enjoyed it, man. It was a good one. How did you manage, you know, mixing the Vietnamese side of things? Is that something you usually do with your music, trying to learn Vietnamese as a part? How did that work? Um, yeah, so for me, like, I, I know a little bit of Vietnamese. I'm not, like, you know, crazy good or anything. Um, but, you know, in terms of, like, how, how that reflects in music, it's kind of, it's, it's just, it's the same as, like, mixing anything else, you know? Um, you know, whether it's like Thai or English or I don't know, I haven't done Spanish yet, but, you know, it'd be the same sort of principles applied when you apply it to music, you know? Yeah, for sure. And how come you decided to go solo? Was it that point of being trapped away for so long in isolation that you thought, why not experiment with that? Was it something you'd prank player? What was that about? Um, yeah, so it's kind of like a long story. I mean, like, you know, I've been doing Shady Lanes for maybe a couple of years now and and we're still doing Shady Lanes. We're still working on some stuff, uh, but I've always just kind of been chipping away at my own music, you know, just on the side and have never really done anything with it. And, you know, I've always, I've always showed Rowan, uh, my bandmate in Shady Lanes, I've showed him like all the music I've made, you know, um, and he's probably like my biggest fan and he's the most supportive person in the world. I fucking love Rowan. You know, most people in bands like, you know, fellow bandmates would be like, oh, fuck you. Like, don't do your other shit. But Rowan's been the most supportive and encouraging person uh, in me sort of just pursuing, like putting out my own music on the side. 
so that, that's kind of just really helped me like um do that encourage me to do that so yeah i started with the vietnamese song um i've been putting out like a couple of remixes and i've got like an original original song in english of mine coming out i don't know fucking february when i get some time maybe so yeah yeah you're lining up a batch of original songs for this year is that correct is that going to be you know spread out one by one for example on a monthly basis are you going to plan an album how are you planning on releasing your original work yeah dude so just singles man like in my opinion you know the age of the album is long gone especially for emerging artists um nobody's got the fucking attention span with like tiktoks and fucking instagram reels these days so you know you're lucky enough to catch them for a single song that you know flies around 30 minutes so yeah that, that's going to be the format moving forward yeah i can't i find that um a bit of a shame to be honest with you I'm, I'm, i don't know if you're similar but i grew up listening to albums so to have that now you know taken away into reels and tiktoks is a bit of a it's a bit of a bummer to be honest with you yeah dude i'm totally with you on that you know um but at the same time like it, it, it you know for better or worse you kind of got to play the game to beat the game um and I, I agree with you bro like you know i love the albums i love songs running longer than three minutes you know especially in pop music like pop music's like you know getting cut down to less than three minutes these days um but yeah dude it's just you just got to adapt and play that game to beat that game i guess yeah no i, I do like that idea actually of it could be easy to complain about the fact that albums aren't here anymore and you know yearn for the 90s but that's not going to come back you do unfortunately for better or for worse have to adapt to 2020 onwards and in covid that's exactly. pretty tricky but it has to happen are there any that's other it. any other areas of music you think that you've you're really going to have to adapt you know in the next couple of years that maybe weren't there say five years ago aside from albums etc um yeah i mean so for me like well five years ago i i wasn't doing anything musical um so i, I kind of you know I, I did a bit of music in my youth and then just kind of gave it up uh when i was like 21 or so and then i only picked it up when i came to vietnam a few years ago and so i mean in that time alone it's been like maybe two or three years now of just like you know really getting back into it especially production side of things and yeah dude songs are getting shorter songs are getting fucking shorter and shorter um so i don't know i mean you know that kid Leroy song uh stay that he did with justin bieber yes dude amazing song really really cool but i think that that hits under like three minutes and a lot of songs are kind of following that format now so uh, that's probably the biggest thing that i find uh i would need to adapt to especially someone who's interested in making pop music and you know within those realms yeah big time what is it about pop music that appeals to you because I'm, I'm also quite into it but i feel like it gets a bad rap as being you know cheesy or commercialized what is it about pop that really appeals to you um so for me uh i think i don't get me wrong i in my opinion there is a lot of bad pop music um but you know th there's just something about like just a catch hook and a cleverly designed song that's not only going to appeal to just musicians and producers and songwriters, but also to the general public, uh, the general masses of people who don't really pay attention to all the small details, but just enjoy something in the most like subconscious and uh, kind of, you know, I, yes, subconscious in the most subconscious kind of way, you know, um, the, the biggest thing for me was growing up, like, no one in my family's a musician. Uh, so I didn't come from like, you know, my parents showing me music or anything like that. I sort of just grew up 
passively listening to what was on the radio in the nineties. And that was kind of just pop music. I, you know, I heard a lot of like Mariah Carey and uh, like a little bit of Eurohouse and, you know, just shit like that. So I, I think that just kind of stuck with me. Yeah, big time. And in terms of contemporary pop musicians, is there anyone out here today that really help you with your songwriting or that you're really influenced by anyone in, you know, the pop domain? Yeah, dude. So uh, John Mayer, 100%. Um, yes. John Mayer, like to me, he's just the fucking, the sum of like, you know, applies to the musicians and applies to like, you know, the mums and your sisters and your daughters who don't really know much about guitar playing or songwriting and composition, you know? So I think that's really cool. Also, um, yeah, dude, like, uh, like someone I, I really look up to and that I've been fortunate enough to, you know, kind of develop like a kind of relationship with lately is uh, this guy named Noth in, in a Thai band called Getsanova. And he's an incredible songwriter. So I, I just really love what he's doing. Like he applies a bit of musicality and still has that marketable format to his songwriting uh, in Thailand that I really, really respect. So, yeah. Yeah, massively. And can you tell me more about that and that gets over? Your first remix was in October. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I met North like maybe a couple of times. Uh, so North is like the, the primary songwriter and guitar player in the band. And I met him a couple of times just through friends of friends, um, you know, and we kind of just started chatting during the pandemic, just online, just about music. Um, and he ended up checking out my music and, you know, he was just quite supportive of it and started, you know, liking it, uh, you know, come to like October last year, they were putting out like their first single in a while, I think. And he hit me up and he's like, Hey, do you want to remix the song? I'll send you like the files. I was like, fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, I tried to do that. And that was fucking challenging for me, man, because, you know, usually um, I'm working on stuff that's like, you know, like not completely complete songs or songs I don't really enjoy and get a song that I really enjoyed that was just so complete in every way and try to put my own spin on that was like easily the most challenging thing I think I've done to date uh, but I pulled that off and that was received quite well and yeah they called me back for another one and that's coming out tomorrow oh wicked and it's yeah. in Thai I'm gonna assume is it in the Thai language yes it is in Thai yeah so I guess it's the same process of adapting like it was with the Vietnamese version exactly yeah that's it yeah awesome and what was the main theme about the song what can we expect if we were to listen to the track and the remix uh which one the the first one or the new one tomorrow uh, i'm going to go with the second one because it's coming up yeah so um i mean he told me he wrote it just about the lottery in thailand so he's kind of got like uh, a couple of themes going on within like the thai culture in his songwriting lately and i mean i haven't asked him too much about it i bother him about so much shit and he's so kind to me. Like, I'm asking him about all this shit all the time. Like, hey, man, can you send me this? Hey, man, can you send me these files? Like, blah, 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 blah. And he's just super, super nice about it. So I haven't had time to pester him about, like, what he's written this song about in particular, if I'm being honest. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that process. With that, it's pretty cool going back to what we said at the start of the interview, where this lockdown means we're so much more... I guess, familiar with the online way of things. And it is very normal now to contact people online for different things, such as creative projects, like a remix, et cetera. It's quite nice in one sense, if we take a positive from the pandemic, that that's the way the world can now go. Exactly, exactly right. And and like I said before, you know, it's not even just that. It's, um, yeah, just being able to develop like 
you know, friendships online like that. Um, you know, I mean, with North and Genji and there's a couple other artists, you know, that I've just been talking to that I still haven't met. I don't know. I don't even know when I'm going to fucking meet him. But, you know, we talk just very regularly online. Even um, another good example of that is Noose. So Noose, yeah. he, he featured in the most recent Shady Lane song. And I still haven't met him in person to date. Uh, but we chat very regularly just online, just about, you know, music and marketing our music and just different strategies and stuff. And he, he's very, very supportive. And yeah, I mean, online, we get along very, very well. And I can't wait to meet the dude. Yeah, likewise, I interviewed him in September. We had a great chat and throughout the whole time, I thought, and I listened to his music afterwards and throughout the whole time, I thought I'd need to meet this guy. So I'd love to meet Noose yeah. one day. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully yeah. all of us. Yeah, Shady Lane's Noose, come back, all come together, Denango somewhere. That'd be wicked. Yeah, that'd be so sick, man. That'd be unreal. And with that, Shady Lane's, uh, Shady Lane's hopefully can make a comeback this year with Borders reopening when or where or if that's going to happen. Can you tell me a bit more about that then, the Shady Lane's comeback? Yeah, dude. So, um, man, like, I don't think I've told you this story, but, you know, so we, we started Shady Lane's like in late 2019, literally a couple months before the fucking pandemic broke out. And yeah, we, we, you know, me and Rowan just like clicked very well. And we had a couple other people in the band at the time. We were just like, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. Like, this is a vibe. We're going to make this work. And then someone ate a fucking bat and <laughs> fucked that up for everybody. So, dude, yeah, I mean, like we, you know, in those early months of uh, when we formed in late 2019, we, we were like, oh, we've got some cool songs. We're going to record them. Let's record them properly. Uh, so we booked to work with uh, Shane Edwards, who's a producer. Uh, in Thailand um, and at the time he was working at a place called Karma Studios and we paid our fucking deposit and everything you know we were going to go in April 2020 and record this like beautiful fucking piece of work in like a world-class studio and yeah the pandemic happened we couldn't make the fucking recording date we lost our deposit um, and yeah dude so we have been sitting on these four songs our best songs for you know that whole time so now that borders are reopening, we're still going to go work with Shane Edwards in Thailand. He's moved to a different studio um, in Bangkok now. And yeah, so he's told us we can come back and, you know, still record for the remainder of the price, you know, that we would have to owe Karma, which is so awesome of him. He's a great dude. Um, so yeah, that, that's our plan. As soon as borders reopen and we've got our pre-production done we're going to head over there and record with Shane Edwards and make something fucking awesome and start pushing that, you know, uh, proper music videos, just level up everything that we've kind of done in the past, which has just been home jobs. So it's not that hard to level up from, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, man. But you have to work with what you've got, right? Like you can't at this current moment and for the last two years, go over and record it in a more professional environment. But what you can do is what you have done so far. So kudos for, you know, keeping up and working with what you've got. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I think I think that's, you know, something very uh, cool that the pandemic has taught us. Um, yeah, it's just not being stagnant, you know, so I mean, we, we've put out like quite a few songs. And yeah, honestly, bro, like, I, I didn't know how to mix music, like, you know, in fucking 2020, but I just had to fucking knuckle down and learn and um, learn more about production, learn how to learn how to fucking make a music video and storyboard it, you know, like I, I still don't know what I'm doing with that, but yeah, I've just tried my best to do it and we've all kind of learned together and yeah, it's been a great learning process. But I mean, like I said before, the best thing from here is we can only level up, you know, and it's so easy to level up because we've just been DIYing everything like fucking pandemic suckers. So 
yeah, yeah big time do you anticipate how long it will take to record everything in Thailand or is it still, you know, up in the air a little bit depending on dates, et cetera? Um, yeah. So no dates are confirmed at the moment because yeah, it's just all about like us getting there and being able to get back in. Um, you know, now we can kind of get back into the country, me and Rowan, uh, but Thailand's recently changed their policies on like, you know, people coming into Thailand and now you got to do like paid quarantine at like hotels and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fuckery. So we might just wait a little bit longer, um, but we still got to do like finish our pre-production and stuff like that anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And in terms of the four songs that you have coming out, are you able to give any hints or clues or any previews of what listeners should expect or are you keeping it under wraps? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about it a little bit. So these are like four of the best songs that we've written um so yeah collectively like me and rowan you know we each write songs for the band and again i just want to shout him out again because we we have such a great working relationship um you know there's never been any like competition or fierceness in terms of like oh he's written this song or he's written this song it's like we both come together and just bring the songs that we write and we kind of just take this really really unbiased approach and like which one's the better song and then we just kind of produce that and yeah, so that, that's kind of what we did for this one. Uh, two of the songs, funnily enough, were written by me. Two of the songs were written by him. And it's just a beautiful contrast of the best pieces of work that, you know, we've done to date. Uh, and Shane Edwards is just going to elevate that even more. So very excited. Are you planning on perhaps touring your music once you've released or will it take a while for that process to come about again? Uh, 100%, bro. Like um, we've always wanted to you know just be in the touring game around asia and just anywhere we can so uh i mean who knows how long that's gonna fucking take but yeah dude as, as soon as shit's like ready to go like yeah we're, we're getting straight straight to all the booking agents and yeah just gonna just try and fucking tour the shit so yeah take it around asia anywhere else in the world that's interested um yeah even if they're like scumbag like little pub shows we don't give a fuck like we just want to like play in different places for new people so yeah. yeah, for sure. Build it up. And we are going to talk a bit more about the confines of everything in particular. But can I ask you, you know, perhaps for your four new songs, do you have any main creative themes that you lean towards the pair of you in making your work? Any influences? Is it pandemic influenced? Is it your past experiences? What sort of things do you write about or try to create in your new record? Right. So uh with rowan like his influences i mean i don't want to speak for him but i'd like to believe he's very um uh what's that word like he, he's a very introspective person and he mm. kind of conveys that very well in the songs that he writes like if he's you know feeling a certain way he's got some uncertainty uh about where his life's going he, he knows how to really channel that into music um for me bro like as shit as it sounds i write about pussy i just write about girls so <laughs> Um, we, we have that nice contrast between the two of us. Yeah, for sure. Do you think it's quite nice to have, you know, a mixture of talking about say deep introspective issues, but then talking about, you know, slightly more trivial matters and lighthearted issues. Do you think it's quite nice to get the balance? Dude, well, I, I never really thought about it until you asked it now, but I, yeah, I really, really do. I do think so. I mean, bar, bar confines, like uh, confines was one that I wrote that was incredibly introspective, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, we have that beautiful balance of he's got like the in introspective sort of approach. And then, yeah, I'm just writing about fucking smashing puss and missing girls that I've, you know, not seen in a while. So, yeah. 
yeah, it's a tricky one to balance because I feel like if you go completely towards one direction, you could get almost almost engrossed in those themes, for example, if they're a bit too deep or too heavy or a bit too a bit too silly, let's just say. But if you get the That's nice it. balance, then you know it can really enhance your credibility as a singer songwriter. Hundred percent, bro. Um, yeah, and I mean, um, yeah, like I've written a couple of introspective songs, but I'm definitely nowhere near as good as it. Nowhere near as good at it as uh, as Rowan is in that sense. So, yeah. it's really nice to have each other compliment each other like that in this project that is Shady Lanes. Yeah, and in terms of the confines of everything, can you tell me a bit more about that? Because as we've mentioned, that's you know the the main or the only time where you've gone introspectively. And I have watched the video and it's very powerful, raw, authentic. Can you tell me more about how that begun? Where was that from? Uh, yeah, so that started, I started the piece of music because of a dream. I just had a dream about this like little piano line and I had my laptop in bed. I usually fall asleep with my laptop, just watching like YouTube and shit. Um, I was like asleep. I woke up, I'm like, holy shit, this piano line. And I just, pulled up Ableton on my laptop in bed and just like clicked in this fucking piano line I heard and then made this rough beat, went back to sleep. That eventually became confines. And how that made me feel was just like reflective of a time in my life that I've never really been able to talk about that much. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of just really heavily abused drugs at one point in my life in my early twenties. And yeah, it's, uh, kind of about that i mean you know i just i don't know i felt i felt like dying i i maybe tried to die a couple of times um you know uh, uh, yeah it's, it's hard to talk about to be honest I, I still don't know how to talk about it which is mm. why i kind of really appreciate being able to channel that into a song like that because that kind of just helped alleviate some of that that pressure off me i thought i could talk about it but i can't i'm sorry yeah i don't I, it's just difficult yeah. yeah, no, I can imagine, mate. And, you know, I appreciate yeah. you even sharing that because I yeah. feel like for all of us, and I advocate it really with the podcast where I don't mind personally talking about my own experiences in an open fashion, but I completely understand why it's not for everybody because it takes a, a huge level of courage. So to do it in any kind of form is the best, especially yeah. if you are more musically inclined to put that creative energy and that, you know, that kind of that baggage into a song is like the perfect way of releasing it if it's for yeah. you that's it that's it man yeah um yeah and i mean yeah it's not that i don't want to talk about it i really do i just haven't found the words to convey like how i would talk about that experience in my life outside of that song yet yeah yeah massively have you mainly channel channeled it into the song have you ever spoken to friends about it or any family or is it mainly the song that's releasing it for you uh well you know the song is kind of just getting it off my chest after all these years um but yeah dude like the closest people around me at that point in my life um they know exactly what that song is about and the themes in the video because they were fucking i was sucking them down with me man and you know it's just incredible that i had people around me to sort of stick by me and that are still sticking by me um through all that shit but yeah dude that's yeah. pretty much the gist of it and in terms of like your comeback nowadays, is it mainly music that's your therapy? Is music and the gym, like we discussed at the start, are, the, are those the two tools that you use to really, you know, come back from what happened? Yeah, dude, 100%. Uh, that's just all that keeps me sane, you know. I, I don't really want to do anything else with my life. So, um, yeah, I mean, like whether I succeed or fail in this music thing, 
I'm just going to keep doing it anyway because nothing else is going to make me happy, bro. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love that aspect where a lot of people perhaps who would get involved in music or podcasting or let's say any creative endeavor would probably do it in anticipation of huge status, acclaim, fame, money, et cetera. But really the fundamentals are you do it because you really enjoy it. And if this exactly. is you know, the main thing that's going to make you happy, why not just go for it? And why not really channel everything there? Exactly right, man. You know, um, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I've got friends back home, uh, you know, and, and each to their own. Like a, a lot of people have like, you know, done that, that path of like go to uni and got good jobs and stuff. And I totally respect that. Um, but I mean, you know, I know quite a few people that have done that and you know, they get a few years into their career and they're like, fuck, I'm not happy, you know? Um, and maybe they want to like start something new or just pursue something creative. So I just figured I would do that anyway. <laughs> um, much to the dismay of my family. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, this is just what I want to do. Um, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. See where it goes. If we were to have this conversation again in about a year or so Nashe, what would you like to be talking about what would you like to have achieved um i don't know like i try not to think that far ahead because you know i, I just want to think like about the now and how i can do the best job i can today on the project that i'm working on right now you know um but i mean you know my new year's resolution for the last few years which would probably be the same answer to your question would just be I want to be doing everything I'm doing, but fucking 10 times better, you know, and whatever comes as a byproduct of that. So be it, you know, we wrap up. Would you like some Vietnamese quick fire questions, which is just, you know, quick answers to questions. Oh yes, yes, yes. Let's yeah, go. One of those. Okay. So I know you've already lived in Hanoi and Da Nang. So for this next yeah. question, you'll have to choose somewhere different. If you were to live in another place in Vietnam, where would it be and why? uh fuck that's hard man i i would maybe choose i mean i haven't been to nya chang but i would maybe choose nya chang because i don't know i like the nang i like the beach i'd probably go there uh or fukuok i haven't been there either but maybe there okay wicked i can see the parallels between denang so i feel like you'd enjoy those nice yeah number two if you could change one thing about vietnam the place you live what would it be and why Oh, dude, that's fucking, I don't know if I should answer that because it's going to get quite political, but. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably, I probably won't answer that. I mean, I, I love the country, um, but I, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to answer it. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Best error on the side of caution. Yeah, and yeah. the final one then, if you could take one public figure musician to Da Nang, Vietnam, who would you choose to bring and what would you do with them? Oh, fuck. That's hard, man. Honestly, um, it's probably, I would say John Mayer, but my guitar skills are so inferior to his. I would be like, just really fucking shy around him. So I don't know. I'd, I'd maybe say uh, Sonny Moore, uh, Skrillex. He's, he's another one of the people I look up to as a producer. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like I'd just get along with him and I could sort of bounce off him creatively and show him the beach and cheap beers and fucking balloons. Excellent, man. Sounds wicked. And just, you know, final thoughts. Uh, where can we find out more about you online or on social media? Where can I put in the show notes to find you? Uh, so I guess just YouTube's the main thing I'm trying to push at the moment. So youtube.com slash Nache Chan. Um, and yeah, Instagram at Nache Chan. Uh, I guess those are the main sort of fucking things right now for me. So 
Yeah, and Shady Lanes, youtube.com slash Shady Lanes, 100%. Excellent, man. I'll make sure to include all these in the show notes. Thanks very much for your time, man, and all the very best with your projects. Thank you so much, mate.